This is Sit and Friends in the Morning. Entertaining and informative. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. My guess, because he could be my choice too, I love the guy. You ready for this, Steve? Is, although I know Elise Stefanik is right there, I think Lee Zeldin gets it. I think Lee Zeldin would actually be competitive if he'd done one thing. We cannot forget, Sid, Lee Zeldin kept Trump out of that campaign. He would have been governor of New York if he had included. He, he didn't run MAGA. He never invited Trump in. I was making a big deal this time, embracing Trump and embracing MAGA. Right. Lee Zeldin kept it at arm's length. It, he listen, did. If he Lee did. Zeldin, and Lee Zeldin's a great guy. Don't get me wrong. He's a great guy. If he had embraced Trump from the beginning, Lee Zeldin would have been what he should be right now, which is the governor of New York. Those are very strong words from Steve Bannon, which I disagree with. I, I don't think Lee Zeldin could have run any better a campaign. You know, I did bring up to Bannon, I guess you cut that part out, Justin, that um, I said, well, hold on a second. What do you mean Zeldin didn't um, campaign with Trump? I said, I remember being in Deal, New Jersey on a very humid Sunday on the beach. Uh, one of Lee Zeldin's campaign stops when Donald Trump was there and spoke. I was there with Danielle. I saw it. I said, yeah, but it wasn't enough. So that's Steve Bannon's contention that Trump will not pick Lee Zeldin as his potential running mate because he wasn't MAGA enough when he ran for governor. Lee, I, uh, I know you like Steve. I like Steve, too. I, I, and, and whether you're, you're in the running or not, it doesn't matter. What did you think of his analysis? I don't really have much of an opinion of it. I mean, you know, during the campaign, uh, we had multiple campaign events uh, with President Trump. I was there. As you pointed out, you were there. But, uh, you know, listen, when we were were running the the campaign for governor, uh, it was a campaign that was focused on issues. Uh, It was focused on trying to save the state, you know, trying to make – streets safe and life in New York more affordable. COVID was still going on. And, uh, you know, as far as the policies that were firing nurses and teachers and firefighters, uh, this was a race between uh, Lee Zeldin and Kathy Hochul. Uh, It was a a race for New York voters to decide the direction they want of the state. And, uh, you know, as as you know, it's still going on. New Yorkers hitting their breaking point and fleeing. That's the state the race was about. From the very beginning, it never wavered. Uh, and even when, uh, you know, Kathy Hochul tried to make the race about issues other than what were were most important to the voters of New York, we stayed on message. And, um, you know, listen, I, if, if, if um, I had to go back and, and do, do it again, I would, again, focus on the issues that matter most to the voters. I mean, it's a state where you have three and a half million more Democrats than Republicans. You have Democrats, Republicans, independents, uh, people from all across uh, New York kind of you know, all hitting their breaking point. And even longtime disenfranchised Democrat voters harmed by Democratic policies uh, deciding that they want to try something new. And uh, you know, I would say for anyone out there, whether it's you know 2024, it's uh, it's 10 years from now when, when running one of these campaigns for office. You know, you can never be faulting a campaign that is focusing, you know, a- as much as we were on the issues that matter most yep. to the voters. I mean, I think uh, that's critical for any campaign. I agree. I thought you ran a magnificent campaign. Uh, there's no logical reason 
for your finish. There is none. Like he said, millions and millions more Democrats, and uh, you had her biting her nails to the very end because of your campaign. And I love Trump, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you were just with President Trump in Iowa, New Hampshire, maybe a couple of days ago. So we know how you feel about the president. So I disagree with Steve on that one. He's a very smart guy, but... Uh, well, it's, it's funny, I mean, like, you're on the phone, like, uh, I actually went to a right. I said that to him. President Trump. <laughs> yeah. for, uh, I was sitting in the fifth row when Lee Zeldin and Donald okay. Trump in Deal, New Jersey, were talking to you us. spoke? You were a speaker at that. I was. You're, you know, you're, you know, I forgot about that. Not only was I a speaker, Lee Zeldin, but I got to tell you, I was great. Anyway. <laughs> I went to a bunch of your events, and uh, they were all terrific. I mean, again, you just I tell you, the other great event uh, that comes to mind uh, first is uh, Steve. And he lived, I don't know where the hell he lived. Somewhere In Nishiquag. Where was it? In Nishiquag. Nishiquag. Donald Trump Jr., Kimberly Guilfoyle, Lawrence Taylor. That was some night, too. Uh, Ray Kelly. That was some night. Yeah, that was that was a pretty epic event there on the North Shore of Long Island, and uh, I mean they they went they went all out. They know how to host an event. Everyone had a good time, raised some good funds to help get our message out. And uh, yeah, I mean those are those are just two of the the many stops. You were uh, you were great during the campaign. Thank you you, Thank you, were, you. you were showing up where wherever possible to help get the word out. And it was really it was about it was about something bigger than than us. I yep. mean we were yep. we, we we had a moment, we had an opportunity, and. We we came close, no regrets. Started early, worked hard, and and uh, fortunately, there's still a lot of New Yorkers who haven't given up on the state. But unfortunately, every single day, more and more people flee this place. It is unbelievable the amount of people that are leaving. And and unfortunately, Lee, not that rich people matter more than not rich people, but they do in terms of taxes and and uh, you know, start talking about the state's money and a lot of wealthy people, which really hurts the economy here. Are, uh, are getting out of here, and that has not slowed down. I mean, I remember during the debate, you were great. You know, you basically said, if everything is going so well, Kathy, why is everybody leaving? Why? Right. This is not long after she told you and Trump and a bunch of people to get on a plane and get the hell out of here because you don't share her value. So I guess my point is, you run this great campaign, you almost win, she stays in power, and Lee, nothing's changed. Nothing. It's just it's getting worse. I mean, now they have uh, a new executive budget just came out. State legislatures back in session up in Albany, and headlines I, I saw this morning in the news about Hochul wanting to wean New York off of gas. And like, why? I mean, you know, you have New Yorkers who want that choice. We have. We well, let me tell you. Let me stop you right there. Forget about New Yorkers. Let me stop you. Forget about New Yorkers who want the choice. John Katsimatidis, as you know, Lee builds these beautiful buildings. He just built this unbelievable building in St. Petersburg on the west coast of Florida. He's got those gorgeous condos on Coney Island. He's furious because he's like, I'm not going to spend money building my buildings in New York if my tenants can't have gas. So even a guy like him is mad. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it's, I mean, he, obviously he understands so many dimensions of this, one of which is that for the average New Yorker who's struggling to make ends meet, it hits them the hardest. They're the ones who are going to have to pay more than they were before. I remember on the campaign trail walking into Ann's Pancakes in the southern uh, the southern tier of New York, and it was a breakfast event, and there was no power when we walked in. But 
Everyone's still got their pancakes. They still got their breakfast. Why? Because they don't just run on electricity. They were able to operate off of gas. And these people on the southern tier who are sitting on these resources are looking across the border into Pennsylvania, where Republicans and Democrats all across the ideological spectrum, they all understand the value on the Pennsylvania side for the economy, for independence, for the strength of their state. So they allow people to be able to safely extract these natural resources. Uh, but no, for, for Kathy Hochul up in Albany, it's all about pandering to to some special interests that come in. They want to make these, uh, you know, a, a few donors happy uh, who are, are advocating for, you know, basically getting rid of all gas. And they, they won't approve new pipeline applications. They won't allow the safe extraction of natural gas. Uh, I mean, it's it's painful. And these these decisions that get made by somebody like John Katzmatidis, you know, is it's significant. I mean, the, yes. the amount of tax revenue that gets lost, the opportunities. That's right. And for the individual New Yorkers, you know, and right, and right where I began, they the one they're the ones who get hit the hardest when their bills go up and they don't have the choice and the option when New York doesn't have the electric capacity to to. to actually implement these crazy policies in Albany. I mean, the fact is, Lee Zeldin, if you would have won, two things would have happened. We would have been better financially, which is what we're talking about right now, and safety. And that's what she promised. She promised that. We knew she couldn't deliver, but she promised that. And our mutual friend, Jennifer Harrison, whose boyfriend was murdered, and she's never, ever really gotten any type of remorse or help from this city and or state. That's why she started her victims uh, victims advocate deal out there on Long Island. She reminds me that not just the gas issue, how about the fact that Kathy Hochul wants to close five prisons when there are still people and officers getting their asses kicked on the streets? Yeah, we, I mean, we need to end what's called the, the HALT Act, which was uh, signed into law, which ends the tool of solitary confinement, uh, which maintains good order and discipline inside the correctional facilities, but it doesn't end there. And the, the lack of logic in which prisons to close, when Kathy Hochul was uh, last signing off on closing a whole bunch of uh, prisons, she was talking about how there needs to be a focus on uh, more drug treatment. But one of the, the prisons she was closing was the only drug treatment <laughs> prison in the entire system. Like, it's, it's illogical. Last year they passed the Clean Slate Act, and you know, they don't have ju- they don't give judges discretion uh, to weigh dangerousness when setting bail to raise the age and less is more. There's so many bad bills. They're going after qualified immunity. They attack our law enforcement, and when they start a new session of the state legislature, like what happens this month, they, the powers that be, the one party Democrat rule up in Albany. They are back at their desks wondering what else they can do to protect criminals over law-abiding New Yorkers, and it's it's totally the wrong direction. It's just such a no-brainer, too, that we should be asking ourselves, what do we do to make streets safer for law-abiding New Yorkers? That is the constituency. First and foremost, we need to be fighting for, but that unfortunately is not the constituency that the current people in charge are prioritizing. You're right. Two minutes to go, Lee. Um, I'm going to Israel for the first time in my life, and uh, hopefully my father, who passed away three years ago, sees this because he'd be so proud. And I'm going Saturday. People go, why are you going now? And I love that question. That's exactly why I'm going now when you ask that question. 
And we're, do, we're going to do four shows from Jerusalem coming up next week. So not only were you a great congressman, tremendous run for governor, by the way, a, 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 a hero serving this country proudly then and now, but you're Jewish, and you don't hide that, not even a little. So as we make our way to Israel, the live show is coming up next week. Michael Goodwin wrote something in the New York Post last week. He basically vomited what I've been saying for months, which is Joe Biden is playing on both teams. He has funded Iran, and now I know he's going after the Houthis, but it's a bit late. They attacked us 26 times, and yet he says he's on the side of Israel while asking for ceasefires. How do you feel about Biden's performance so far? Well, I mean, the policies are all over the place. He actually got rid of the terrorist designation on the Houthis. Uh, that that was something that the Trump administration put into place. He came into office, and, and Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, was pushing to remove the designation. And now, you know, here we see them attacking the U.S. October seventh happened just weeks. That attack happened just weeks after the United States released billions of dollars to Iran in what was yet another uh, hostage ransom payment. And in, in Israel, uh, this, like this way of playing politics, of having an administration that is filled with, with people who despise Israel, who uh, will not be strong uh, you know, and, and unwavering when, when talking just as, as honest brokers and truth tellers of the reality that what, what is taking place over there are terrorists. The people who are taking to our streets and on college campuses who are dressing like Hamas terrorists or using rhetoric like Hamas terrorists and are actually pushing people around or or forcing them to stay inside of buildings. Those people out on the streets, they're not voting for – they didn't vote for me. The people who are running these college campuses, these folks aren't conservatives. Nope. I mean, it's time to lead within your own ranks, with your own administration, within your own party, your own supporters. You sign up for this position. You want to be president of the United States. You want to be leader of the free world. You need to be strong and unwavering and consistent. And you're going into the heart of an area where you have a beacon of freedom and liberty you know, in the area of a, a very dark region of the world. And, and it's awesome that you're going. Thank you. Uh, and I really can't wait until we have an administration again here in this country that, that understands to treat friends like friends and adversaries like adversaries and not to waver. Man, that was well said. Uh, I'll end it with this. Any Jewish person at this point that votes Democrat is a disgrace. I'm sorry. I've got relative's sister who's a Democrat. Disgrace. All I'm going to say, because as you mentioned, the administration, that party, I'm not even talking about Omar. I'm not even talking about Talib or AOC. They're, they're as bad an anti-Semite as anybody. I mean self-hating Jews in that party. From Bernie Sanders, Chuck Schumer does nothing. It really is embarrassing. Anyway, you are great, and uh, I love you. Thank you for coming on this morning. We'll do it again very soon. Lee Zeldin, thank you. Have a great trip. My man, thank you. Lee Zeldin right there on Sid and Friends in the Morning.